Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Urban Glory Radio. Simply glorious. And spreading the gospel to the world. We have designed a streaming radio broadcast for every believer. This word, worship, and witness field broadcast streams live every week. Access episodes on demand 24 hours a day. Subscribe to our iTunes podcast and take UGR wherever you go. Visit us online at urbanglorycampaigns.webs.com. Also find us at twitter.com backslash urban underscore glory. And like us on Facebook. Enjoy today's broadcast. This is Bobby Thomas, leading executive of the Urban Glory Commissioners League. We are the financial support of the work of this great ministry and organization. I've been a supporter of this ministry in time, talent, and treasure. And I ask you to consider doing the same. Whatever the amount, give from your heart and know that the leadership of Urban Glory Campaign appreciate your gifts. And the Lord himself will bless you beyond measure. Visit www. Dot paypal dot me forward slash urban glory campaigns and give today thank you for listening this is Selena Olivia one of the leaders here at urban glory campaigns coming to you again to say thank you for listening and to connect with us connect with us online we are on just about every social media platform find us on Facebook by searching urban glory campaigns on Twitter at urban underscore glory and on Instagram, our music association, UGMA, Urban Glory Music Association, as well as Facebook for the Music Association. Epic Night is coming. February 2017, a night of celebration, glory, and excellence. Catered with delicious food, glorious music, entertainment provided by Urban Glory's own Music and Arts Association and inspirational words in recognition of our founder, Reverend LaVon Breland, and various members of the support team of Urban Glory Campaigns. For more information, call 202-630-4UGC. That's 202-630-4842. Or visit www.urbanglorycampaigns.web.com.
Worship You is by Urban Glory Music Association You Connect member Philip Carter. For bookings and or to purchase his music, please visit www.philipcartermusic.com. Urban Glory Radio. Simply Glory. Well, good evening. It is a delight to be with you here on the radio, on the radio program. I'm LaVon Breland. I'm live. I apologize in advance for my voice. I've been through a little bit of a health challenge, but God is faithful. I am stronger than I sound, and I am eager to study the Word of God with you systematically tonight. I have a one-part message tonight. The Lord has given me um, some insight, and I've really been in prayer about what to release for the remainder of the year. So I'm going through a little bit of the changes, but I want to kind of piggyback off of a series that we've already talked about um, with this one part and give like a supplement um, admonishment to the body of Christ today. Amen. So I want to give a supplement teaching uh, to to the body of Christ today. Um. And um, this will, this will be a blessing. It's a one part lesson. We're going to have three points, and of course, under those points, we're going to have three sub points. But in addition to that, it's going to be a supplement to the series that we we currently got out of earlier this or a few months back or a few weeks back, rather, called the Revelator. So if you have not received the teaching on the Revelator, um, you need to get that as well because I believe that'll bless you. And not only bless you, but it'll help you. Um, it'll help you um, follow along. And I will be highlighting some things from that from that teaching as well. All right, let's pray and let's get uh, involved into what I've called tonight. I've titled this "Revelatory Exploits." Revelatory Exploits. Establishing a basis for faith for reality. Establishing a basis for faith for reality. Let's pray. Father, we thank you and praise you for this day, knowing that this is the day that you have made with rejoice and are glad. We thank you for another opportunity to worship you in spirit and in truth. It is the authority of your word that gives me confidence to make boldly known the mysteries of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. I do lean and depend on that Holy Spirit that is the educator and guide to give me clear articulation of speech and deliberation of thought as I make manifold known the wisdom of God. Holy Spirit, I say, have your way. Do what only you can do. Anoint the people's ears to hear what the Spirit has to say to the church. And Father, in everything that is accomplished and revealed, you alone be glorified. For it is in the name of the Lord Jesus that we do praise you and give you that glory. In Jesus' precious name, amen. You know, we have the capacity to hear and and to hear and to heed to the voice of God. The greatest advantage that we have as believers is our ability to hear God. And it all begins, our, our journeys of faith, our reality our, our expressing or establishing our faith will be on our ability to hear and to comply to what God has revealed by his Holy Spirit. And it is, and it is this that, that gives me an affirmation today that our faith only functions to the capacity of our revelation. 
let me say that. Our faith only functions to the capacity of our revelation. And, and, and so revelation is our ability to hear and to know the divine intents of God that he demands through our actions based on what we believe. Let me give that again. Revelation then is our ability to hear and know his divine, the, the, the divine intentions of God that demands our actions to, to line up based on what we believe. What do we believe? Right? And we can only do this when we are exposed and enlightened and experience the Holy Spirit. It is the Holy Spirit that becomes the catalyst of our faith, and the and faith comes alive to our reality when the spirit of faith is in effect. I believe, and therefore have I spoken. We also believe, and therefore speak. But we are not just speaking with our words. The the, the expression there in Corinthians chapter uh, Corinthians the fourth chapter in the second division, when we're talking about the spirit of faith, the content behind that is that the spirit of faith will provoke you to endure the persecution. We are persecuted, but not in despair. You you get what I'm saying? Let's let's go there right quick. I love to read that. It's not in my notes, but I think it's it's, it's a good affirmation to hear, and I love to preach it. You know, Second um, Corinthians chapter four. I seem like I I preach that a thousand times, um, especially when I go to pastors' appreciations um, back in the day when I was doing my circuit preaching, where I would pull out this scripture and go to work. And um, Lord knows you, we we just get joy when we just when we just think about the the excitements of our ability to endure. But of course the scripture I love it says persecuted but not forsaken, cast down but not destroyed, always bearing in our body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life also of my of Jesus might be made manifest in our mortal bodies. For we which are alive are always being delivered unto G- uh, death for the for Jesus' sake, that the life of Jesus might be made manifest in our mortal flesh. So then death worketh in us, but life in you. And we having the same spirit of faith according as it is written, we also believe and therefore uh, speak, knowing that he which raised the Lord Jesus also raised, raised the Lord Jesus shall raise us up also by Jesus and present us with you. For all things are for your sake, that they might... That the abundant grace might, through the thanksgiving, many redound, go back to their right standing for the glory of God. So this is a this is a, a call to exploit, because faith only functions on our ability to hear and know what God wants us to do. And once we hear and know what God wants us to do, then we'll 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 act on what we believe because we we got it from God. And that's when revelation becomes uh, the establishing basis for faith, for reality. If you're going to be a Christian in this day, it's not going to be a word game. I don't care how many words you learn until it becomes illuminated in your heart and it becomes illuminated in your perspective, uh, you will never confidently exemplify that which God has prepared and reserved, glory to God, for you. 
I want you to know that you have the capacity to hear God. And and that revelation was not closed in the in the canon of scripture, but it was actually it is actually through the can the, the canons of scripture that we are we we are uh renewed uh, and and sparked in a, an inward revolution to the things that shall be to the things that shall be glory to God. So three ways revelation is awakened in our hearts. Number one is receptivity of the Lordship of Christ. Receptivity of the Lordship of Christ. See if Jesus is not Lord of all. He's not Lord at all. And when we say Jesus is Lord, he is ruler, controller, and sustainer. And the scripture tells us in John 1, 12, as many as received him, who? Jesus the Lord, to them gave he power to become sons of God. Glory to God. So we receive the Lord Jesus. As a result of receiving the Lord Jesus, we are empowered. We are infused with what we need to achieve the ability to hear and know God's divine intent so that we can act on what we believe. Do you get my point? Revelation is what causes faith to function. The better you see, the better you'll be. So I want to remind you in this foundational teaching that it is the receptivity of the Lord Jesus Christ, but it's also the retention of the insights through the reading of the scripture. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by what? The word of God. And it goes on to say, how can they hear without a preacher? But then in Romans, uh, Hebrews eleven three, it says, through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which were seen were not made by things which do appear. So in this we see the retention of the insight of the word of God. The word of God is what sets up the foundation for the world uh, to exist. Am I right? And then thirdly, we see the relationship with the Holy Spirit uh, is also our ways in which revelation is awakened. Because it says, God says, no eye have seen, no ear have heard, neither have no, has, have no mind can see the things which God has prepared for those who love. But God has revealed it to us by his what? His Holy Spirit. So our re- receptivity to the Lordship of Jesus Christ, our retention of the insights through the reading of the scripture, and then our relationship with the Holy Spirit causes an awakening for revelation to take place. Now, in the Revelator, I gave you three basic points. I, I, I gave you, first of all, the, the passion that we should have to the Lord. The foundation scripture, of course, was Deuteronomy 29 and 1 Corinthians, or 1 Corinthians chapter 2, of course. And in this, in Deuteronomy, we, we discovered that the Lord has secret things. He said, but the secret things belong unto the Lord our God, but those things which he has what? Revealed belongs to the children forever, and to um, that they may do all the words of this law. The scripture says, and, and if, if you abide in me and my word abides in you, then you can ask. So, of course, the revel- revelation, um, then you can go to 1 Corinthians chapter, uh, chapter 2, which says, we speak of wisdom. The wisdom, of course, is the appropriate use of knowledge and understanding, right? And it says, not of this world, but among them that are mature. Because if they had knew this, they would they, we, uh, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But we understand this. 
I have not seen nor ear have heard, neither have it entered in the heart of a man which the things uh, which God has prepared for them that love him. But God has revealed it unto us by his spirit. And then he gives a description of the spirit that the spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. So so those primary passages in First uh, Corinthians chapter 2 and uh, Deuteronomy chapter 29 uh, invoke upon us a, a, a way that the word of God uh, or the way that the revelation uh, serves not only how it is awakened, but how it is also affirmed. Now, let me give you the theology of revelation. Theology of revelation is for God to expose you through his light. He says he gives us light to to our path and a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. In other words, what God does when he says, he says, in the beginning, let there be light. But then he also says in John chapter 1, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. And the, and, and the word, once John came to bear witness of the light, but he was not the light. But as many as received him, they gave him power to become sons of God. So revelation often goes comes part with the opening of your heart and your eyes. Okay, so the theology of Revelation is Psalm one nineteen eighteen, Matthew five, um, eight, Ephesians one seventeen through nineteen, Colossians three ten, and First Corinthians chapter two, which we just read. Now, in Psalms one nineteen verse eighteen, it says, "Open my eyes that I might understand thy wondrous laws." That's all you have to do. If any man lacketh wisdom. Or, and that wisdom is is what capsulizes our ability to see and be exposed to the intent of God, which awakens a divine understanding. When we when we understand this, and I'm and I'm going through this very systematically because I want you to know that first of all, God God still speaks today. How does He speak through revelation? The revelation serves as the what will function our faith. What we are exposed to in his presence will establish the confidence to exist on acting on what we believe. And faith demands action. Faith without works is dead. Faith without proof is faith. If you want to see a person uh, operate in faith, you take note as to what they are doing, not what they're saying. Hallelujah. This is not a word game. This is a display of exploits that we have expressed based on our experience and our enlightenment from the word of God and from the power of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. And this is what is going to distinguish us in in the coming days ahead, our ability to hear and know God and know what God is doing. The secret things belong to the to the, to the to the Lord, but those things which He has revealed, it belongs to us and our children. So, we, if we want to know how to bring faith into life, we're going to have to understand the power. Glory to God! I sense the anointing on what I'm saying. The power that awakens it through receptivity, through retention of relationship, and then we got to also understand. That it it is it is it is in those that uh, those things in Deuteronomy twenty nine and First Corinthians chapter two is in those things that we are open our eyes. But understand this: if you don't have a pure motive, motive is everything to God. That's what Matthew five eight says: Blessed are the what pure in heart, for they shall what see God. 
When your motive is pure, that's when God can operate and reveal his intent to you. He will not give his pearls before swine. He will not reveal deep insights to those who are not committed to his intent. Motive is everything to God. Glory to God and bless his holy name. God has empowered us. Uh, And, of course, that's why Paul prayed in Ephesians chapter 1 that the eyes of your understanding might be enlightened, that you might know the fellowship of his suffering once you you engage into the compassion. And, of course, Ephesians is a charge to the compassion of Jesus. It is the love of God that compels us to live out the life of God, and the life of God is awakened to the light that exposes all things which are dark and causes those things which God wants to exist to come into full fruition in our eyes, in our eyes, which leads me to my first point. Revelation becomes the training ground for me to establish my faith. If I ever want to exploit, be exploited in faith, the first thing I must develop is a revelation reservoir. I must develop a place where God can reveal himself to me. I am only as good as my ability to hear and heed to the voice of God. And if you try to build on other shaky grounds, as the example is with a house that is on a firm foundation, if it is not a firm foundation, you will drift with the the circumstances that are set to destroy the house. Hallelujah. But if you're building on the, the, the retention of, of the word of God and the, the receptivity of the lordship of Jesus and the relationship that you have with the Holy Spirit, you will never fall, never fall. And so revelation becomes the training ground for me to establish my faith so that it can first clarify what truth is, what truth is from God's point of view. Not just to clarify any old type of truth, because now we have people that have personalized their conviction and made what they think is true. That doesn't mean it's true, it's just what they think. But also, not only that, it creates a a depiction of God's plan that is often revealed through dreams and visions so that you can confirm what is true. Hallelujah. But it corrects erroneous beliefs, thirdly, it corrects erroneous beliefs through righteousness that is learned by manifestation of the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is sent sent to lead and guide you into all truth. So when we talk about building, building, uh, uh, becoming a training ground for us to establish our faith, our faith can only lock to the truth that transforms it to, to a, from a perception to a reality. If not, you'll just have a good head game, but you won't be able to exemplify the proof that is necessary to show that you have the power. It is our receptivity, receptivity of God, of Jesus being Lord of our lives, consciously aware that we are connected to link. We ask ourselves, what would Jesus do? We look into the word of God in which is our liberty, the source of our freedom, in which we find in our restrictions of our spirit, uh, restrictions of our flesh to yield to the submission of our spirit, what it truly means to be free. 
when we when we expose ourselves to the to the power of the Holy Spirit, He then qualifies us to what is right. He reveals to us what it means to live right, to talk right, to do right, to be right, to say right, to 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 go out and help others get right. It is that it is that place, it is that point where God can clarify, create, and correct. But Revelation, secondly, also builds strategic uh, um, kingdom imperative. Now, here's where I get a little political. Is this an imperative? Is this a season in which we know the imperatives of the kingdom of God? The kingdom of God is the authoritative complex where God can exercise his authoritative viewpoint through people who are yielded to comply to his will. So when we talk about kingdom imperatives, we are talking about uh, we are talking about imperatives which are which are um uh, uh are God brilliant ideas that forms actions through compassion and through power of the through the power of the Holy Spirit. So this these are these are God brilliant ideas. These are what kingdom imperatives are. They're, they're, they're set to, first of all, form, uh, be formed through acts of compassion through the power of the Holy Spirit. Secondly, kingdom imperatives are what give inspiration to, to the non-sufferlack principle and brother love, brotherly love principles, which we should have so that the unity of the faith can be verbalized, visualized, and victorious. And, and if I would add a word, I would say victorialized. You know what I mean? When, when people see that we are moved based on what has been revealed to us and we operate in unity because everybody has a part to play in order to see God's plan unfold, they will say, what must I do? And we will say, we are just bearing record of the imperatives and the orders of the king. You cannot find your belief system. In the world, be not conformed of this world, but be ye what? Transformed by the renewing of your mind. Get God's agenda as the forefront of a God first priority. Matthew 6.33 says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. A kingdom uh, a revelation builds on strategies for kingdom imperatives. Kingdom imperatives are God-brilliant ideas. Their imperatives are what gives inspiration to the non-suffer life, but also kingdom imperatives are geared to grow us boldly through exploits of change. And how do we change? We add daily as such should be saved. We, we seek to the plan of salvation and discipleship and reconciliation and unconditional love, and it goes on and on and on. Thirdly, Revelation, not only does it build strategies and not only does it uh, become the training ground for establishing our faith, but Revelation, uh, Revelation brings a boldness within believers to act confidently on what they believe because they know what they believe. Now, how do we get to the place of knowing? My wife did a message years ago called There is a Knowing. 
There's a place where you can get in God once you have a retention of the scriptures, once you have a resolve to to the lordship of, of Jesus Christ and you receive him as Lord of all. And then you develop a relationship with the Holy Spirit. There will be things that that you can do to cause exploits of revelation to take place. Number one, resolve to a word-ruled reality. A word-ruled reality. A word-ruled reality. What is that? It is a place in which God's word it stands as final authority. It stands as supreme. It stands as the basis by which we live, move, and have our being. And the Bible says he places his word before his name. So even the name of Jesus is subject to the authoritative references of the word of God. And if I meditate on the word and give myself wholly to the word, if his word abides in me and I abide in him, I can ask, Whatever I will, whatever I will, I engage into the discipline and devotion of studying the word. I establish a word-driven philosophy for living, and then I express my retention of the word of God to preserving it through a system of reference. I don't just, I don't just haphazardly. I can go back 20 years of notes of hearing the word of God because the word of God have I hid in my heart that I might not come up short. Secondly, I must rid my private life of world confirmation to word transformation. That's simply done by repentance, renewal, and resolve. That's really all that it takes. No longer conform, you repent, you change the way you think. You're renewed in the knowledge of God, so you gain a new knowledge, and that's what causes a renewal. But then you ultimately resolve to say, for God I live, and for God I'll die. Thirdly and finally, not only uh, uh, are there things that we can do versus resolving to a word-ruled reality and ridding ourselves of uh, ridding our private life of world confirmation. But third, we need to raise our standards loud. We need to express our positions without compromise. We need to expect to be persecuted for our steadfastness. But then we got to exit the excuses of make, that, that are commonly made amongst the saints. See, it's our time, brothers and sisters. It's our time to produce things which God will only give us through our ability, through our capacity to obtain revelation knowledge. See, we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works which God hath before ordained that we should what? Walk in them. He wants us to, as we experience him, to experience exploits that confirm that if he be for us, who can be against us? See, that's why he tells us in Proverbs to commit our works unto the Lord so that our thoughts should be established. The Lord himself, yea, even the wicked for the day of evil, everyone that is proud of heart is an abomination to the Lord. Though joined hand in hand, he shall not be unpunished. In other words, you got to make certain that you don't allow anybody to take you from what God has established and ordained for you to do. 
And then thirdly, you got to also, and whatsoever you do, do it as unto the Lord. You got to do it as unto the Lord. Because God has established a basis of faith for your reality. God cannot get involved into your system until you give him access to reveal things to you that you should know so that you can have confidence in what you do. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen and amen again. I know that the word of God works and it it will transform us. It will affirm that which we should know so that we can serve God more intimately. An inward awareness that inspires us but instinctively adapts us so much to God's will that that we start seeing, saying, but more importantly, showing our faith, showing our faith. And you don't want to compromise that which you should show by playing like you believe things that you really don't believe. Hallelujah. I pray that you hear me today, that you would hear the voice of God for yourself and then act on what you believe in Jesus' name. Amen. I trust that whatever you set your hands to do, you will do, because greater is he that's within you than he that's within the world. Be blessed by this teaching, and and remember that the best is yet to come. God bless you. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.